1: There's some break-in tabloid news that we are very excited to tell you about, mostly because it's, oh God, it's just what we live for here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live and good happy Monday morning to you. Okay, it's Monday afternoon, technically, four hours after the noon o'clock hour. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back in a few days. Holly is here for all the fun, of course, and you guys, we got deep in the shallow on a tabloid trash of a story earlier this morning and then there was a breaking development in that story so I went running into the prep room <laughs> where Holly was enjoying her nice chicken salad and said oh my god oh my god so I think we need to get the Cobra Gang together and figure out what's going on whenever there's trouble we're on the double we're the Cobra. Cobra Gang if you've got the
2: crime we've got the time we're the Cobra, Cobra Gang
1: I like it. Yeah, because this is also, can I add this for a little flair? Yeah. Oh, wait, let me try that again, because, you know, Monday. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. We're about to get real nasty, and I just want to tell you we're going to say some things and talk about some sexual business, so if you got little ones, we won't be that dirty. Anyway, we'll euphemize. Headline, <laughs> business partner of Falwell's says he had a affair with power couple. The power couple in question refers to one Jerry Falwell Jr., you guys, who you may know as the overlord of Liberty University. I don't know what his actual title is. (laughs) Good enough. Um, Good enough. He'd been sort of put on leave or something because of a photo we'll get to in a moment. But a business partner of Falwell says that he had an affair with the couple. That is a big ass story.
2: Hey, all right. So that story just dropped About 20 minutes ago, I would say, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you and I were not focused on those headlines. We actually were focused on a different headline this morning. Exclusive. Falwell says fatal attraction threat led to depression. Wait, what? Okay. So when I uh, woke up this morning, the story that I, uh, as Lori and Julia would say, couldn't get enough of was this story about Jerry Falwell Jr., who you may remember from headlines recently. Um, One of the precipitating factors that led him to take a leave from his role of this very high, you know, just huge evangelical uh, university was a photo that appeared on Instagram. And the photo showed him and a, a young woman on a boat weren't they on a boat i think they were on a boat mm-hmm. and his like shirt was up so his belly was hanging out and like his pants were
2: unzipped it was weird and when you looked at the photo it was i i don't know what jerry was doing on that boat <laughs>
1: But it wasn't but it Christian. Was. There was nothing good <laughs> no. and Christian about it, right?
2: I'm assuming not.
1: So obviously, yeah. it's so obvious, a university that like poo-poos anything that's not super like PG-13 rated and or vanilla and or very, quote, normal and appropriate mm-hmm. probably wasn't going to look very fondly on the leader of their university like unzipping his pants with a young lady that wasn't his wife. So, But but apparently, Holly, there's all this other stuff going on in the background that we hadn't been paying attention to. Now, I don't want to go deep in the weeds, but Holly, if you wouldn't mind sort of catching some of our listeners up who haven't heard how much deeper this story goes, if I said to you, Jerry Falwell Jr. and the pool boy, what before today did you know about that story?
2: Mm, Well... You know, it's fascinating that these headlines about Jerry Falwell Jr. are coming out now, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But this is a story that is at least two to three years old. When you say Jerry Falwell in The Pool Boy, there have been multiple stories about Jerry Falwell, his wife, and this pool boy that they met at the Fontainebleau in Miami Beach about 12 or about 10 years ago. And the fact that they they went into business with this pool boy. That they met while hanging out by the pool on a million dollar venture, real estate venture, that they were running a hostel down in Miami Beach that very much was going against the mm, rules of conduct of Liberty University.
1: It was friendly to gay people, essentially, LGBTQ people. Right, right. So that was a story that some of us had sort of heard about. And and like we do on the Colleen and Bradley show, we go deep in the shallow. We also put our ear uh, to the ground when blind items uh, come out. And blind items are just like juicy bits of gossip that our good friend Enti Lawyer over at CrazyDaysAndNights.net talks about. Well, in the in the sort of blind item world, we'd heard stories about this relationship between Jerry Falwell Jr., his wife, and this pool boy. And they varied from, like, maybe Jerry's having a secret gay relationship or, you know, some other cockamamie uh, scheme. Or maybe it was, like, sort of a a thruple situation where they were all hanging out together real closely. Because to your point, Holly, to your point, they very quickly got into a multi-million dollar business deal with a 20, 21-year-old person who had no experience whatsoever right who they allegedly according to their own account just met at a resort yeah or a hotel actually
2: yeah they met him at a hotel and then all of a sudden you meet somebody at a hotel with relatively unvetted business acumen "Eh, we're just gonna throw a couple million dollars at you to run this hostel okay nothing to see here Nothing going on.
1: And like happens so often on this show, if you hear us talking about these blind items and they're sitting out there, eventually, I swear to God, nine times out of ten, where there's smoke, there's fire. And today it is a, and I don't want to, no, I'm not even going to do it, but today there is a big ass fire around this story. And it all goes back to the story about Jerry Falwell Jr., his wife and a pool boy. Now, let's catch everybody else up to speed if you're just joining us. Today, the most recent. All um, right, let, let's let's do this. Today, at the beginning of the day, there was this explosive statement from Jerry Falwell Jr. himself, which, on the heels of having to take a leave from Liberty University, on the heels of that picture with his pants unzipped oh, getting public, all of a sudden he releases this twelve hundred word statement to a news outlet saying that he essentially was being blackmailed by the pool boy after the pool boy had a brief affair with his wife, okay? Okay. And I won't bore you with the details, but it's it reads very, I mean, feel free to bore us with some details, Holly, if you'd like, in terms of if there was anything that stood out with you in this statement. Uh, mm-hmm. But he basically says, like, I've suffered a lot, and everybody's sad, and this guy was really like fatal attraction trying to get us... By the way, he's saying all this happened after they did this multi-million dollar real estate deal. hmm Right? Like mm-hmm. the guy became fatal attraction after he got a million dollars from you? I don't know about that anyway. The statement didn't add up, is my point. When you read through this 1,200-word statement from Jerry Falwell basically saying this young man... Um, tried to blackmail us, and because it was inappropriate, we didn't want people to know, we went along with it, and we shouldn't have done that. That statement just doesn't add up from the timeline of events, and it stunk, right, Holly? Yeah,
2: it was stinky. It smelled like yesterday's diapers, let's be honest, because now juxtaposing, so because it would be one of these things, Bradley, where, look, Jerry Falwell Jr., if you like to do things with your sex life, okay, but I would also add that you are the head of an establishment that is rather restrictive to the people who were involved in it in regards to their sexual proclivities and and their sex lives. So there's something to be looked at at that. But also, why would you get ahead of this story and publicly address it years after the fact? This has been a public story for years.
1: Literally, the New York Times has done stuff on this. I mean,
2: BuzzFeed, this Politico. Is a,
1: you know, this isn't a story that just broke. So to Holly's point, it is very unusual that just days or weeks after this other scandal, all of a sudden he would proactively open another scandal. That didn't seem to add up. And then if you believe that somebody or if you now know that somebody is capable of lying to you, what is to prevent them from, in, quote, telling the truth, they are not also lying to you, right? Like, right. You don't just show up and say, hey, guys, just wanted to let you know I've been lying, but I'm doing better now. Bye. <laughs> I'm okay.
2: Well, and in that statement, he was talking about the fact that his wife and this guy, by the way, his name is Jean-Carl Granda, were having an affair. But what he left out, Bradley, in that statement was dropped in the Reuters article ding, that, ding. that was delivered to us this uh, this morning. This afternoon, here's what John uh, Carlo had to say about his relationship with Becky Falwell. Becky and I developed an intimate relationship, and this is a quote quote Becky and I developed an intimate relationship, and Jerry enjoyed watching from the corner of the room.
1: That's nasty,
2: and. <laughs> to Jerry Falwell's, to counterpoint Jerry Falwell's statement that he made about this quote unquote fatal attraction, that Giancarlo says that they had frequent liaisons multiple times a year in such places at hotels in Miami and New York and at the Falwell's home in Virginia. So this wasn't just a brief fatal attraction. This was a longstanding affair, a longstanding standing watching a fair and that's nasty that eventually Giancarlo wanted to buy them out and then that's where this conflict all started.
1: So I would encourage if you want to go deep in the shallow deeper than we have the time to go on this particular story um, go to Reuters and just you know I mean just Google Jerry Falwell Jr. and you know um, the world will be your nasty oyster because um, I would start with the most recent story. Uh, from Reuters, this investigation. Here's what we're saying: all this means. So, Reuters did this investigation. Jerry Falwell Jr. knew it was about to be published. In an effort to misdirect or redirect the conversation away from the reality of the pending investigation, this this Reuters piece was not a response to his statement. No, this Reuters investigation took time. And was like in the hopper, and Jerry Falwell and his people had been made aware that this investigation was coming out. He therefore penned this twelve hundred dollar, twelve hundred dollar. It's not even worth that. (laughs) Twelve hundred worth, twelve hundred word piece of trash lies, and published it to get ahead of that story to the Washington Examiner. And I say lies because if you just read it, you'll see that it seems very sort of. Aw shucks, too good to be true in terms Mm -hmm. of the timeline, et cetera. I'll let you do your own investigating, but so it's clear that this story was coming out. He wanted to get ahead of it. Of course, it's already he is already on people's minds because of the other scandals, and this is just one more thing to add to the list. Now, the other piece that I really quickly, and I'm sure you'll want to add something to this, Holly, is. It's not that I particularly care that Jerry Falwell liked to do whatever he liked to do. Yeah. It's the hypocrisy of holding other people to a standard. uh, Other people, by the way, students, to an unrealistic standard that even he was not able to live up to. And that's, I think, what fascinates people about this story. Not the sort of like shamey parts of it, like you know ooh look what he was doing in you know behind closed doors i mean <laughs> you know yeah. we all love a good trashy tabloid story but at the end of the day when you have people who are pushing around millions of dollars to you know enrich and to um
2: Man's making a lot of money. He's making a lot of
1: money off of these people that are being held to a different standard. Correct.
2: He's a big old hypocrite. And Jerry Falwell Jr., fine. You can be horny all you want within (laughs) the parameters of your relationship. And that's really none of. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Our business, but when you are being a hypocrite, when you hold your students at Liberty University to an honor code, and you are also enriching yourself—that his on the on-campus enrollment at Liberty University is more than a hundred thousand students—they're making a ton of money.
1: And, and these these students, actually, you know, there are people who be- believe the same things that Jerry Falwell Jr. purports to believe, but they actually live it, right? And they are deserved by Jerry Falwell Jr. when. His double standard and hypocrisy is shown um, plainly in the open.
2: Yeah, with the belly out and the pants unbuttoned.
1: That's nasty. If you want more of that nasty, come right back. We've got Elizabeth Reese. She's got all the latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's the beautiful Elizabeth Reese. Good morning and afternoon, Elizabeth.
0: Good morning and afternoon to you and good evening as well. Let's just cover all of the day parts so that we're all set. Hi, you guys. It's (laughs) nice to hear your voices today. And yours. Yes. Thank you. Okay, Ellen DeGeneres is going to address her toxic workplace scandal with show fans is what it is sounding like. So she said this in a video, I will be talking to my fans She's been um, trying to do some damage control following reports where former and current employees have come forward to talk about the allegedly toxic environment behind the scenes of the show. Then they removed three of the top producers and certain staffers are going to be back at work this week to kick off production on the upcoming season, which was originally scheduled to premiere on September 9th, but it has now been pushed back. To September 14th, a lot of shows are going back into production like now' they're, they're, they're getting back in the game, and people are going to be back in the office.
1: It seems like people are you know really putting one foot in front of the other and doing far more than I thought we'd be doing at this point. Yeah. so mm-hmm. on the one hand that's good. I am surprised though that it's that Ellen is going to wait until that moment. To speak publicly, you f- I feel like... I know, but if, she, if anybody's going to benefit from the publicity, it's going to oh, be that's her, true. right? That's true. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. all going to be move.
2: watching on September
0: 14th because I mean, we're curious about those what ratings. she has to say. What is she going to say? Why should she say it somewhere else when she could say it on her show and See, just start it with a crushing blow to Twin Cities Live at four? This is why you are on television. <laughs> well. Yes. I don't know. I don't know.
1: You know how this works.
0: I do know a little bit about how it works, but not always on the big stuff. Um, JLo is going to launch a makeup and skincare line called JLo Beauty.
1: How do you feel about this as a woman who uses face products? I
0: I mean, I don't know. I just feel like anything that JLo is doing should be shared with the world. Like if she has a fountain of youth installed at every place that she buys...
1: I just wonder if her products are going to make you look like J-Lo. Because <laughs> Pro- I kind of feel like they won't. I don't
2: think Probably they're going to. Probably not. You know, Jennifer Lopez, she is the queen of branding. Yeah. She's been doing this for decades because it reminds me of all those Jennifer Lopez perfumes that used to be at Macy's for back sure. in the day. And then she also had a clothing line there and then her Kohl's stuff. So this is just, a, I feel like a natural evolution for it Jennifer Lopez. It sort of Lopez. surprises me that she hasn't done this before, Holly. Well, me too. I was like, oh yeah, she had the perfume, but she hasn't, I guess because like makeup line are very hot they're very hot and
0: um she when she was asked about her skincare routine and she uses um this rose day cream from whole foods that you can get at whole foods hey and when she's talked about it it goes gangbusters oh sure i mean people use it just so
1: she's like instead of selling other people's products i might as well sell my own she
0: might as well yeah she has created over two dozen fragrances Including the one that you're talking about that really made a splash was Glow by J.Lo. Oh,
2: my gosh. Look, I think these are
1: fine because if you do love J.Lo um, or if you just like, I mean, because, again, I don't think you're going to probably magically be transformed into J.Lo's amazing skin. But um, but if you feel, you know, something positive for her, why not? As long as her products are actually something she feels you know, good about, and it's not just slapping her name on it. And
0: this is what she said in December of 2018. You know, this is two years ago. She said, I will be coming out with a skincare line. I've been working on it for a long time because I don't just want to put anything out. Mm -hmm. I want my line to be something that encompasses all the things I've learned and all the secrets I have. And it doesn't have anything to do with needles. It's going to be something that works. That's what you can count on when my name is on something. And she said that back in 2018. I think she is a, I think it's going to go gangbusters. People are going to love it. And they're going to buy it. And I bet it will be effective. I trust her. I imagine person. it'll be
1: a nice, uh, like a, a, what's the word? Like middle of the road price point. I bet her price point's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> so buy the whole line. We're sold, J-Lo. We're going to buy it. Uh, Rose McGowan accusing her former co-star, Alyssa Milano, of making the set of Charmed Toxic AF. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Here's what she said. She's not a fan of Alyssa Milano. They had a lot of drama on that well, show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and Doherty was Rose McGowan it. is always there to provide some truth-telling moments for people. Yeah,
0: she's she has a lot. There's she a does. lot there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of there there. Okay, thanks, friends. Elizabeth,
1: thank you so much. You can catch Elizabeth Reese on Twin Cities Live every day at 3 on uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. When we come back, we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. Five questions, 30 seconds. You could win a big fat prize, but only here on the Colina Bradley show and only at 1230 on My Talk 1071. Good afternoon, I'm Bradley Trainer. Along with Holly Roberts today, it's time to play the 32nd pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture
2: Challenge!
1: Who's on the phone today, Holly?
2: It's Gretchen. She's on the line.
1: And what is Gretchen playing for?
2: Bradley, thanks for asking. She's playing for a beautiful, wonderful, fabulous My Talk 1071 t-shirt.
1: All right, Gretchen, uh, are you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge?
2: I am ready.
1: Good. Holly's got some questions for you, and that timer will begin right after she asks the first question.
2: Here we go. Ripley is the main character in what sci-fi movie franchise? Um, Doctor Who? No. Skip which celebrity chef goes by the nickname the barefoot contessa oh oh, man skip what does yogi bear like to steal pick a basket. yes paula abdul got her start as a cheerleader for what nba team the lakers what is p diddy's real name John tuffy cones yes ripley is the main oh, character oh
1: so close honey i'm so sorry you did not win the 30 second pop culture challenge but the good news is you can play again tomorrow as can anyone every 8 12 30 in the colina bradley show we do it you just give us a jingle jangle jingle and maybe you too could win those five questions in 30 seconds and that big fabulous prize holly what are the questions? that she did not get correct.
2: All right, so Ripley is the main character in what sci-fi movie franchise? Alien. Yes, and which celebrity chef goes by the nickname the Barefoot Contessa?
1: Ina Garten. Yeah! All right, well, um, again, you guys can play tomorrow if you want, or any other day, right here at 12.30 on My Talk 1071. Now, Holly, oh my God, it's my favorite part of the day. Let's get blinded by some items.
2: Blinded by the items. we got a... Some celebrity gossip mysteries in the form of blind items. Bradley is going to be solving mysteries today. I'm going to
1: be over here in the corner solving blind items for you, Holly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, It would be funny if it weren't true.
2: If you want to know more about that story, go to mytalk1071.com. The segment is up there about Jerry Falwell Jr. Oh!
1: I just gotta throw one of these in. That's nasty. All Thank right, um, I'm gonna try my best, Holly.
2: Here we go. Here we go. I think Bradley, you're gonna do well. Here's our first celebrity gossip mystery. Once again, this illiterate reality star is gonna be embarrassed by her on again, off again ex who hooked up with multiple strippers this weekend, and there are lots of pictures and videos.
1: Oh, oh. Well, I'm assuming that's a Chloe Kardashian. Chloe yes. honey. And who's her
2: at on again off again ex?
1: Tristan Thompson? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I need you to read those details with the names provided because I have some questions.
2: Okay. So once again, poor Chloe, Chloe Kardashian oh, Chloe. is going to be embarrassed by Tristan Thompson who hooked up with multiple strippers this weekend and apparently there are lots of pictures and videos.
1: Oh God! But, you know, that's perfect. It's perfect timing. And I say that because she was embarrassed uh, last time by the very same behavior. But what did that do? That drove an entire season of keeping up with the Kardashians. That is to say that when well, I don't know if it's art imitating life or life imitating art, but they if they're smart, based on past behavior, they'll capitalize on that for another season of keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, I really trusted him this time.
2: Oh, so it was just playing into the Chris Jenner space time. continuum. Don't you think? Right. Well, and then I suppose at a certain point, when are we going to tire of, (laughs) I mean, mean
1: (laughs) when are we going to tire of, Life. Like, that's life, man. It's just one big roller coaster. Oh,
2: no. But I think,
1: you know, specifically, I don't think to the fans, because there are actual fans of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I know it's kind of like people of a certain political persuasion on occasion that nobody likes to admit it out loud. But there are people who um, believe certain things that um, enjoy them. And no matter how obvious it is that it's just all a bunch of, you know... Lies. Um, <sighs> they're they're enjoying it, right? So what I'm saying is, fans of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they they don't really care so much, yeah, about going deep in the shallow. They're just amused by it and entertained by it, and as long as it provides you know some cliffhangers for the episodes that they watch, uh, you know whatever. Mm. Let's do another one.
2: Okay. else
1: <laughs> you got in that bag?
2: Oh, here it is. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. Solve this, Bradley. This late-night talk show host keeps inviting this A-list mostly movie actress with a big side gig to his parties. She knows it's a thirst trap and keeps turning him down.
1: Wait a minute. A late-night talk show host who keeps inviting an A-list mostly movie actress. So it's a guy, Mm -hmm. and he is inviting a lady to his parties. Yes. As a date? No. No.
2: Just because he wants this person at his parties, but this A-list actress knows better because the oh, only reason oh. that she's being invited is because the talk show host is setting a thirst trap because he wants to be seen with is this it person. Andy
1: Cohen? Yeah. Well, the, uh, the okay. Okay.
2: Well, we have to figure out the celebrity now. Who's
1: the celebrity? Now, this
2: person has been spotted. Oh, Sarah in the- Jessica Parker? No. Oh. I will tell you, Bradley, this person was spotted in the Hamptons over the weekend, so they would be in the area where Andy Cohen is. He hangs out in New York City and on the East Coast.
1: Does she normally hang out on the West Coast? Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. I saw those photos. Read it. Read it.
2: Gwyneth Paltrow shows off her long legs in black gym wear as she heads out for a jog in the Hamptons.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But anyways. So what you're saying is.
2: Andy Cohen keeps inviting Gwyneth Paltrow to parties, but Gwyneth Paltrow knows this invite from Andy Cohen is a thirst trap, and Gwyneth keeps turning him down. See,
1: okay. We have a lot of criticism of Gwyneth Paltrow, generally. But on some level, I respect Gwyneth Paltrow because she is an actual celebrity. Right. She is an actual Hollywood actress who comes from a different time and place and era than Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen sort of made himself... He's sort of like a... I don't mean this in a negative way, but he kind of is like a... He's not a parasite.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But he's like... He's celebrity adjacent. The reason that yes. he's the reason that Andy Cohen is a celebrity is because he was a programmer at Bravo who created the Real Housewives franchise, which is totally about the idea of being celebrity adjacent. Yeah, celebrity from from the ether, from nothing. That's being yeah. Created. Which,
1: as somebody who has um, begun <laughs> to build a show, as Colleen and I have, um, and Holly, of course, like we're doing the same thing. Trying to sort of make, uh, you know, make something interesting out of what celebrities are doing with their lives. Right. Mm -hmm, Right. So I don't poo poo him for doing this. No respect. But I feel like it's mad respect. But I also have mad respect for Gwyneth Paltrow because she can smell it on him. And like, just like if we were to call Gwyneth Paltrow, she would be like, excuse me. No, thank you. If we invited her to our party, she's not having it because she's like, I don't do that. (laughs) I'm over here with the people that I'm trying to, you know.
2: Yeah, Th- who she act? She is actually uh, using leisure time to hang out with one probably people who aren't even celebrities because Gwyneth Paltrow is such a big celebrity that she need not be thirsty. She can have genuine relationships out of the side of the context of celebrity. Yeah. But for somebody like Andy Cohen, it's really advantageous to be. Quote unquote friends with somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can we do one more? Let's do another.
2: All right, one more celebrity gossip mystery for Bradley to solve this afternoon. This permanent A-plus list, mostly movie actor, and his longtime wife look to be headed for Splitsville. The action star found a 20-something who he (sighs) sleeps with all the time.
1: Oh, so he's—they're headed for Splitsville, the A plus lister, uh, because he's been sleeping with a twenty something. Right now, um,
2: now I'm. There's nobody that's really sticking out necessarily. Uh, but I will say that this person is friends with another action star, who has a new fiance who is thirty eight years younger than he is. So,
1: so maybe he feels a little jealous that his buddy has um, got a younger, prettier lady. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Is this like a Chris Hemsworth?
2: No. Uh, think, well, think old, because if Chris, we're not going to Chris Hemsworth wouldn't be the subject of this blind item.
1: Um, so
2: think about somebody old. Think about someone who was liquidating some life assets recently. He put up a big car for sale.
1: Oh, God, I should know this. Um, a big car. The Rock.
2: Pretty sure that's JLo. lo And P.S., the person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, no, he's, no, he's good. Legendary.
2: He this guy's in his 70s.
1: Harrison Ford? No. Uh, Oh, no! Arnie! Arnold! No, no, because Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger is still married to Maria Shriver. Oh,
1: Rocky Stallone! Jackie Stallone's son. Don't Google her.
2: As we know him on this show as the son of Jackie Stallone. Yes, Sylvester Stallone. So the blind item is saying, watch out for headlines of Sylvester Stallone and his longtime wife Jennifer Flavin heading for Splitsville. Apparently... (laughs) He has found Sylvester Stallone a twenty-something who he sleeps with all the time. Now, oh. Sylvester Stallone's buddy Dolph Lundgren ah enjoys beach day with his fiance Emma, who is thirty-eight years his junior. He's sixty-two; she's twenty-four. So oh. maybe he was just getting some hot tips from his friend Dolph.
1: <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Well, hey. Wow. I mean, that would make a that's a that, that's a reality show I want to watch. Those two, like you know, a buddy movie or like a buddy series, just the two of them paling around. <laughs>
2: paling around
1: with their with their like school aged
2: ladies. <laughs>
1: okay, maybe I don't want to watch it. Hey, that. look at the That's time. nasty When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from blind items to plot twists, Holly's got all the latest on a Paris Hilton story we brought to you last week. That now has some more details, uh, and she'll tell us about them right here on My Talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly, and uh, welcome back to the Colina Bradley show here on My Talk One O Seven One. As we approach the one o'clock hour, it's just about twelve forty nine. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer, that's Holly Roberts, and Holly has an update and a story uh, about Paris Hilton that we first discussed last week. And this all goes back to a documentary uh, about Paris Hilton, right, Holly?
2: Right. So this is a documentary that Colleen brought to our attention last week. And maybe we even talked about it before, but this is going to be on Paris Hilton's YouTube channel. It's called This is Paris. It premieres September 14th. And in it, she promised to get really candid about something that happened in her past that resulted in her experiencing a lot of trauma. And we were wondering, we were speculating last week what that could be. Now, I don't remember ultimately the conclusion that you and Colleen came to. But we were just, we were open to it, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I um, definitely, this is a story that I look forward to watching um, when you said it's the 14th of September. Yeah. Um, because I think Paris Hilton is a really sort of misunderstood, generally speaking, person in media. And her her role, rather, is misunderstood, uh, her role in media and pop culture, um, because we have such a just technicolor stereotype or caricature of what a Paris Hilton is, and I think this is going to peel back some of those layers so that we can see um, organically what, how Paris Hilton would like herself to be presented in a way that maybe the caricature of the last 20 years hasn't.
2: Yeah, because when you think of Paris Hilton, you think of pink, you think of uh, that's hot, and maybe you think of her being a DJ if you've been following her past
1: 2005. Who got stuff stolen? Remember that. What was the name of that movie? Wasn't oh. there a movie? What was the movie based on? Like the the Bling Ring. Yes, the Bling Ring.
2: Yes. So there was a movie made about people who used to go around and rob celebrities in the mid 2000s, and those people were just teenagers, bored teenagers who were living in Calabasas at the time. The movie's cool. Well, anyways, so Paris is opening up about what exactly went on when she was a teenager that caused her so much trauma and people.com has the story. And Paris says it was all about being at this boarding school called Provo Canyon
1: school. Interesting.
2: Paris Hilton stayed there for 11 months. Now she said the reason she was sent to this school is because her parents, Ricky and Kathy were fed up with her partying in New York city all the time. And it was really distracting. And apparently, Paris went through a series of boarding schools. And then ultimately, they decided to send her to this place called Provo Canyon School.
1: Okay. Now, what do we know about it?
2: Well, what we know about it from their website now is that Provo Canyon School, and I'm just reading from the website where they say about us, Provo Canyon School is recognized as an intensive psychiatric youth residential treatment center in Provo, Utah. Interesting. So So that
1: sounds more like that sounds a little more intense than just a, quote, boarding school. Right.
2: And Paris Hilton says when she was at this school that immediately after she arrived, she said, I knew it was going to be worse than anywhere else. She said the abuse she faced every day uh, was really harsh. She said from the moment I woke up until I went to bed, it was all day screaming in my face, yelling at me, continuous torture. And she doesn't really elaborate on what torture necessarily means, but she does go on to say the staff would say terrible things. They were constantly making me feel bad about myself and bullying me. She said, I think it was their goal to break us down. And they were physically abusive, hitting us, strangling us. She said they wanted to instill fear in the kids so we'd be too scared to disobey them.
1: So I have a question. When did this allegedly all take place? Around what year were were we at this point?
2: Well, let's see. If we're doing the math, it would have probably happened in the late 90s. So what's in... Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say what's interesting about that is I feel like that coincides with this whole... Do you remember there was this whole movement of tough love with children? And if you think about TV shows, talk shows like Oprah and um, got any talk show that was on at the time, they would inevitably have... And I forget there's like an iconic um outfit that sort of represented the uh, this school of of um thinking that you basically had to instill fear into children at a certain point it was like you know for the kids who just aren't gonna change their behavior you have to show them all this tough love and and they took they would take them out like out in the desert and stuff
2: yeah well I totally remember that because it would be on shows like Sally yeah. Send my kid to boot camp Yep. and Maury and all of these. And they places. would literally
1: take these children from like the show and like send them off to, you know, boot camp for two weeks or something as if that was going to magically transform them. And oftentimes you'd have somebody dressed in army fatigues yelling at the children mm-hmm. as if that was somehow going to solve complex, you know, um, problems.
2: Right. Exactly. It was like, well, we're just going to we're just going to yell at you going to be like Sam get us in your face. Well, so I don't think this is, I don't think that this school was like a scared straight boot camp, but what Paris Hilton was saying at her time at Provo Canyon School that she tried to talk to her parents, but they said that she would be cut off from correspondence from them. They would basically intercept any kind of mail that she was trying to send to her parents about what was really going on. And so she had to stay there for a whole year when she turned 18 in 1999, she left the school. But she was too scared to tell anyone about it. Now, interestingly enough, the ownership of the school at that time uh, was uh, under investigation in big exposés in 60 Minutes for uh, their behavior towards patients. And there's a lot there. But basically what Paris Hilton is kind of saying with this documentary is that she wants to be an advocate for people who have experienced abuse In these kinds of settings. Hmm. So I'm like, plot twist, okay.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. She
2: said, I want these places shut down. I want them to be held accountable. I want to be a voice for kids and adults who have had similar experiences. So we'll see where this advocacy work
1: goes. And that documentary again premieres on Netflix on September 14th. Yes. And we will be looking forward to it. When we come back, thank you, Holly. Small Joys of Life. What is the small little happiness that uh, life is bringing you we'll talk about it when we come back right here on my talk 1071. have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply you can start getting paid right away and work close to home applying is easy you don't even need an interview so what are you waiting for come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.